side. An open road is no place to hide. There's no turning back when you put it in drive. Roll, roll, roll if you want it the most. Roll, roll, roll if you're ready to go. All these horses need to run. So let them run wild. Members of the PHFFL, Commissioner Conlon coming at you on another episode of the Race 3 Podcast, the only podcast that covers everything about the greatest fantasy sports league known to man, the PHFFL. It's Thursday night in Tuck's Pub. We are approaching the second half of this ball game here between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bungles. Um, five minutes still left to go in the second quarter. And actually, Tua, who was a lot of controversy last week in terms of what did he have a concussion, didn't he, just a back injury. I don't think he had practiced a whole lot this week. He just went down and his fingers were, and you, you, you got to see his fingers. They didn't look like they are moving. Didn't look good. Here's hoping the man is all right. Um, last week felt like, you know, Started off Cyclones losing on Saturday. Buccaneers end up getting the L. A hard-fought loss to, to Tommy B's and Ben Nielsen's peckerheads. They come up. They come down into Ray J. Get the W. That's all right. The Bucks will be back next time we see you guys. Hopefully we have our whole full complimentary of weapons. And it'll just be a boat race is what I'm banking on. Um but anyways, they lost, and then to just add more salt to the wound, the boys of fail continue. That's right, I said it. The boys of fail, they continue to struggle to start of their seasons. And I tell you what, that makes me want to do just one thing and one thing only. Oh yeah, that's right. Crack a cold one. That didn't even sound like that cracking sound was worth a worth a damn. That's about how my team's been doing. Just just limp, just a limp crack. Hate to see it, hate to see it, pouring it in a glass here. You know, it's September. It's the time of year where we have nothing else than an Oktoberfest. So that's what I'm going to sip on here. Let's wet the whistle. Ah, good as always, good as always. I'm telling you what, it's starting to get that Christmas in the air. or it's starting to feel like Oktoberfest season. Can't hate that. Weather has been primo. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Um, some highlights from the weekend. So race three podcast. I mean, it's been a few business trips. I've been watching YouTube videos, Googling, and trying to figure out how to expense these trips because they are in fact business trips. It's all just, just for the race of three podcast and for the pitch of So figuring out how to get that written off. It's been a work in progress, but you know, we'll, 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 we'll get to it for sure. Last weekend, race three podcast stormed the Tampa, Florida, area um hell of a weekend it was a hell of a good time and you got us so tommy had his boy duke down there duke came to the to the game he's a big packer fan too it's unfortunate but it is what it is you know he was sporting his aaron jones jersey and even had the uh aaron jones shades that he wears on there the big old things that go on your face and after the game when we were leaving the stadium we were walking by the corner where the uh packers packers players exit and once you know it, you know, Duke, Duke's up there. Tommy B's got him, up, got, got him up on his shoulder. And Aaron Jones comes walking out. 
Next thing you know, he's, he's grabbing Duke's football, signing it. Next thing you know, he's starting to go pack, go chat right in front of it. I think Tommy was just in high heaven. He was just live, living the dream of that moment, walking out of Ray J, just beating the GOAT, getting a big W. Now he was sitting there getting to say, go pack, go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers proceeds to turn Duke around, signs his jersey too. So we got a ball and jersey, so that's pretty epic. Uh, video evidence is out there too. Aaron Jones himself put it out on his uh, put out on his gram. So any of you guys have gram? I don't have gram. If you just Google Aaron Jones Instagram, you can click on it. You can just watch the video free of charge, free of no sign up. You can get it. Um, pretty cool stuff. So yeah, last weekend, pr- 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 pretty epic, pretty cool, pretty good time. But you know what? That's not what here what we're talking about. We're here to talk about everything you need to know about the Race Three podcast. Um, as you may have noticed by now. Don't have a co-host with me here tonight. Logistics just didn't work. You know, our agents, they tried to hash it out. Um, just couldn't, just couldn't land it. Couldn't land Vitsum for this week. We will, we'll get them on the show later in the year. Don't you worry about that. We'll get them on the show here so he can bring you his just epic great takes, I'm sure of it, on the Race 3 podcast. So all you loyal listeners can be blessed by that. Um, with that, no housekeeping items, really nothing nothing deeper to get into. So I think it is time to get into Transaction Corner. Opening up ESPN here. Navigating to the recent activities. And let's see who was active this week, who was out there making some big ad drops and trying to make their team better for the big week four showdowns. We'll scroll here a little bit. We'll just get started right here on... Thursday, they transact at 3.22 in the morning. And you know what? One of our most active owners in the league, Nate Daddy himself. I haven't gotten a write-in yet on how I am supposed to handle th- this name. So, for right now, I guess I'll just say C-H-U-B-B-H-U-B, Chubb Hub. I'm not doing that every time. Let's say Chubb Hub. Hey, Daddy, let me know how you want this. He goes out. He picks up Tyler Conklin, former tight uh, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings, now sitting there, had been balling, has been balling with Joe Flacco at the helm. So has been a pretty solid tight end to date. Seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. Has turned that into 12, 10, 16 fantasy points. Really, you can't ask a whole lot more out of your tight end position this year. I mean, I think this really proves it. You know, you got Andrews and you got Kelsey up there as a de facto one and two thus far this year. Who's coming in third? Long behold, it's Tyler Conklin. You know, Zach, the the MILF hunter, Wilson, he will be back, or at least profile. Uh-oh, T. Higgins just caught a long touchdown bomb. Let's go, baby. You're going down, Mac and Chase. You got to love to see that. You got to love to see it. What a connection. He's so good. Just so good. Um Zach, the MILF Hunter Wilson, will be back this week. We'll see how that affects players, how that affects Tyler Conklin, if he still gets this epic amount of targets. End of the day, I think this is a pretty good add here. Tight end can be a wasteland if you don't got one of the top dogs, and so you might as well roll the dice and try to pull someone that's been for, performing early in the year. Uh, we will pause on this one where we got Hot, Hungry, and Aha! Harris adding Mac Hollins, wide receiver of the Raiders. So if we look at this, he's position ranked 20 on the year, and it's mainly because of his big 30-point blow-up just this last week. You know, I think 
quinners. He's just out there doing anything he can to just complete. He just wants Team Raiders. He's got himself Derek Carr. He's got himself Devontae Adams. Goes out here and gets Matt Collins with the flow that he's got going here. Um, eight catches, 150 yards at Tutty. Um, I don't know. I'll admittedly don't know much about Matt Collins. This is what I'll say. I do know that supposedly the Raiders coaching staff raves about him, loves him. He's been getting opportunities. Eight targets last week and crazy 11 targets this week. You know, if you turn 11 targets and 30 fantasy points, they'll probably keep trying to see how you can get involved. Um, interesting. A lot of a lot of mouths to feed there, really, at the end of the day in, in Las Vegas with Devontae, who you know is the de facto number one. Darren Waller, yeah, assumes the second target. Maybe he's here now fighting, eating into Hunter, the little engine that could Renfro's target share. Um, good pickup there. Quinter's trying to make those wide receivers appear hot. I love it. Um, we will keep going here. Uh, what else do I want to bring you? Um, centers like me, old Dan the man, Danica Kirkpatrick. He goes out and picks up none other than old sexy Rexy. And no, it ain't. She ain't Rex Grossman, although I'm sure Dan would probably love to pick up Rex Grossman being a Bears fan. Hell, he probably wants Rex Grossman to be starting for the Bears right now with the way that's been looking. Sorry to take shots at you, Dan. But he goes out, gets Rex Burkhead, running back of the Houston Texans. Um, I don't know. It's really an uninspiring pickup for me at the end of the day. We've had 12 points, 3 points, 7 points. End of the day, he is who he is in an offense that doesn't really um, doesn't really profile to be that great. Um, Damian Pierce is there. You know, he, he's kind of the clear lead back, the younger guy with more promise. Who knows? Maybe something that happens there, and then he gets a little bit more work. We'll keep moving on. Malk Daddy trying to get trying to get tricky. You know, he loves himself. Taysom Hill, my least favorite player. Can't stand Taysom Hill. You know what? He is a guy, Jameis Jabu Winston, who he drops for this. You're gonna have to change your logo there, Malk Daddy, off of Jameis Winston. He picks up Taysom, Taysom Hill, and I'm assuming why is because Jameis Winston, a little questionable with his back scenario. You no, know, he's got fractured vertebrae in there. He's still out there. He, he's trying to ball. He's starting to pile up interceptions like he did in Tampa. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Love to see it for the Saints, though, don't we, Quinters? But so he's going out, and I think the thing is, the play here is he's got Taysom Hill listed as a tight end. They're listed as a tight end here. If there's a chance this tight end starting to get under center, take some snaps, a quarterback, bit of a cheat code. And day he has Mandrews at tight end, so I don't think he's ever going to actually roll with that. Maybe it's a flex play. Maybe it's simply just doing it to keep him away from anybody else out there. Um, we'll keep going through here. We'll stop. Chadillac CT, he's off to a good start this year. He goes ahead and picks himself up. Craig Reynolds, who profiles to be essentially the third string running back there in Detroit Lions, uh, much to the chagrin of Jakob Meyer. DeAndre Swift is hurt. Ankle injury probably isn't going to be playing this week. So that leaves Jamal Williams getting leveled up to the number one spot, you would assume. I think this is more than nothing than a safety net if Craig Reynolds actually ends up being the guy that gets the lion chair to work. If something happens to Williams, you know, Chad's just doing a nice little stash there. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Um, boy, and then if we keep going through here, it didn't take long. You know, Quinters, he gets him on Thursday. He puts him up on the trade black block Matt Collins already. Listed as likely to trade, trying to turn a waiver wire pickup into a little bit of maybe draft equity or who knows what else out there. 
Um, I think that's really all I need to bring you up from the transaction corner. Let me wet the whistle here just a little bit. Mm-hmm. That is good. That is good. Um, yeah, so that, that'll wrap it up for transaction corner. Mailbag, she's bone dry. We ain't got no mail in here. You know, uh, Nate, Daddy, I set up a P.O. box for you. I need you to write into that P.O. box and tell me how that fantasy name is supposed to be pronounced so we can, well, not pronounce, but how, how you want that to be introduced, how you want it to be said. Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm getting at. To the league so we can get that nailed down pat with you. I mean, so with that, I mean, I suppose it is time to get into the meat of tonight's show. Don't have my smoking mate. Don't have my barbecue, my barbecue partner sitting here with me. I'll have to try to fly this one solo here tonight. But as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought of the, brought to you by none other than the premier North Central Iowa, Northwest Central Iowa barbecue team on the amateur circuit. You know who I'm talking about. It's TNT Barbecue, baby. Our meat is dynamite. And what would the meat of tonight's show be? Hmm. Let me try to thank you. It's getting to be chilly season. Ben Nielsen, he was a big chilly guy. I think he kind of broke it down. His chilly, chilly takes not all that long ago. We're going to go ahead. We're going to make a big old pot of chili. What do you got to do to make a big old pot of chili? Go ahead. Get yourself a bunch of beef broth. Get yourself some diced tomatoes. Get yourself some cumin. Get yourself some chili powder, obviously. Um, and then get all the fixings that you want to go inside this thing. You got to have some ground beef in there. Uh, maybe throw a little bit of sausage in there if you want to kind of mix up the meats you got. And then I'm a big fan of chopping up some bacon, get some bacon crisp up, chopped up, throwing that into the pot, getting that all melding together. And I think you got to have some veggies going on there too. So I always like to have some bell peppers, some onions in there. And of course, you got to bring the beans. This is chili we're talking about. We got to bring bean, bean, the magical fruit. We got that all going. The most important thing, just let all that stuff, all those good flavors meld and cook together. Quite honestly, sometimes chili's even better the next day. Um, then you just got to top it off with all the fixings. I like to usually keep it a little simple. I just need a little shredded cheese that I like to put on there. And you know what? I usually like to go with a little Frito action. Get that on there. Mm, 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 mm. Then you got yourself a nice TNT bowl of chili. And that is going to be the meat of tonight's show. No, this ain't no RGQ barbecue. No, this ain't no All Meat Matters barbecue. This is TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. So what are we going to bring for the meat of the night? You guys already know. We're going to hop in that rewind. We're going to get into that fastest three minutes, two minutes, whatever it may end up squaring out to be. And then we're going to do a look ahead and bring you everything you need to know about the week four of the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League. <laughs> Two teams will enter. One will exit, airing out their stinky tunnel in the other one's face. Jalen Hurts leads the way for sinners like me with a huge 37 points. Torn Achilles? Who cares? James Robinson rumbles his way to 100 yards and a tutty and 21 fantasy points. A.J. Brown was on the receiving end of some of those Hurts targets, adding 20 points for show me where you shit from. Unfortunately, the other fly, Eagles fly receiver, Devontae Smith, 31 points, was left on a bench. A mistake Jake couldn't recover from. Dan and sinners like me continue their sinning, lower their whitey tighties, and spread them to show off the dirty swamp, 125 to 111. Dirty Van Super Punters and Josh Allen had to feel like they were done dirty by the rest of the squad, with Justin Jefferson having a day to forget, and David Montgomery leaving the game after only one fantasy points. 
They weren't going to get any sympathy from hot, hungry, and ha, 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 Harris with Devin Singletary going for 24 and the newly acquired Raider stat connecting for a tutty. Quinn takes a W and runs 122 to 105. Mr. Packerhead was live and in person to cheer on Aaron Rodgers to 23 points. King Henry started looking like a king again and went for 25, and CeeDee Lamb flashes on Monday night. On the other side of the ball, Marquise Brown had a Hollywood performance for Country Roads, Take Mahomes, hauling in 14 catches for a huge 140 yards, and Saquads explodes into the end zone for 23 points. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, it's not your fault. Tomcats lose 130 to 110. Jerry's kids showed up to fight, and Chub Hub was caught with their pants down, holding their chub. Namesake of the squad, Nick Chubb, was the only performance of note, getting 17 points on Thursday night. Chadillac CT got a big game from Joe Cool Burrow, going for a cool 32 points. And Amar Cooper dazzles on Thursday night, going for 23. The kids roll in this one, 129 to 84. The Ravens stack of Jackson and Andrews carried the tour this week, getting a wild 79 points from the pair. And Cooper Cup goes off script and gets one on the ground for 16. Best case scenario for the Revenge Tour and worst case scenario for Matt Stafford, who puts up a pathetic 13 points. Javante had a pedestrian 9 points. And more leaves Kamish Conlon wanting a hell of a lot more. Boys of fall? More like the boys of fail this week. 137 to 110. Might want to change the channel before this next one. As each team fails to hit the triple digits, but at the end of the day, there has to be a tallest midget. Somebody called an actor needs to call a halfback, as he gets a combined .6 points from the position. Alex was able to melt 21 from his halfback slot, and that made all the difference. Chasing greatness puts on the high heels and stands tall and proud, winning 99-81. to Put the whistle here and let's get in this thing. Ah, that's good. That's good. The Dolphins have Teddy Two Gloves in, and he's driving. He's marching down, trying to do a little two-minute two minute conversion and respond to that. Boys of fall, T. Higgins, Tutty. Um, Teddy Two Gloves, you know, that's not a bad backup quarterback, especially with the weapons they have. We'll see what we have here. Um, Prime, uh, Thursday Night Football on Prime. What do you guys think about it? Um, you know, I don't hate it, but uh, the minute my internet craps out when it's going on, I think I'm be pretty pissed. But you know what? That's all right. It's a new age of football. Got to adapt. You know, got to adapt. Got to get used to it. Not hating it. I, you know, I think the quality is pretty crisp, pretty clean. I think the announcers are much solid. Thursday night football. Nice job out of you. Um, so let's get into the scoreboard here for week four. Another unorthodox one because we already got some teams that are throwing up some points. This game is actively in progress. I'll just bring you the current projections where it stands today. Let's start. Let's go ahead. Start from the top down. We'll start with my squad, the Boys of Fall, sitting at one and two, desperately scratching and clawing, trying to find a way to get a victory, going up against Chasing Greatness. So tonight's game, this is big, big, big. We've got Jamar Chase versus the T Higgins Showdown. Right now, T. Higgins is taking Jamar Chase to a freaking bath, and I got to love it. Um, the projections here right now are the boys of fall to be 136-point favorite to Jason Greatness's 117 points. I'm going to come through here. We'll keep this relatively straightforward today. Um, one area where a strength and something I'm excited about this week and something that makes me a little bit nervous, I'll tell you what makes me excited. I think this is the week 
and maybe I'm just fooling myself. This is the week. Devontae Williams against the Raiders. He finds himself some pay dirt. I think he has a big, big game. Goes over north of that 15-point projection and gets himself 20 points. What makes me nervous on this um, C-Mac having a, a thigh injury makes me a little bit nervous. Hopefully he gets his ass out there and practices tomorrow. But I think what I'm going to turn to is Elijah Moore. Zach Wilson's back in there. Um, don't know if that's a good thing. Don't know if it's a bad thing. Can't really be a bad thing. Joe Flacco and him didn't seem to ever really get a connection. So hopefully that's a good thing. End of the day, going up against Pittsburgh Steelers D. Zach Wilson's first game back. Um, Elijah Moore makes me a little nervous. I have to have him in there in that wide wide receiver two spot. I hope he proves me wrong and outperforms that 11-point projection. On the flip side here, looking at chasing greatness's squad. Um, boy, I just might cherry pick. Now, nah, let's see. That's too easy. Jamar Chase right now only has two points. Checks for 19.5. I'll go ahead and say that um, Alvin Kamara. No, I think he'll have a big day actually against Vikings. I think that's what's going to be good for you, Alex. Alvin Kamara going up against the Vikings. I think it's going to look like how it did um, two Christmases ago when it was the Dalvin versus Alvin show on Christmas Day, and they both just went berserk and went off. I think might not be quite to that degree, but I think. He's going to ball out for sure, and I believe that game's across the pond. He wants to put on a show in London, show them how things are done in the U.K., how a a little American football is played, and then what would make me nervous about your squad um, in terms of where do I think you might have some underperforming spots. I'll go ahead and I'll just go the flip side of that same game of the Broncos in Raiders game. I'll say your halfback, Josh Jacobs, he underperforms at 13.2 points. Um, two out of three games thus far, he would have underperformed that last week. The only thing really saving him was he had five catches, get him over 14 points. I think the trend of subpar play out of Josh Jacobs continues. With the actual prediction, you know who I'm going to go with. I can't go with anybody else. It's going to be the boys of fall, baby, pushing to 2-2 two and two and getting back in the wind calm and getting a streak moving on. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Move on to the next matchup here. This is a matchup of danger, danger. We're talking paper bag territory. These teams got to start winning. So we have an 0-3 Chubb Hub, Nate the Greats team going up against an 0-3. Somebody call the doctor. Um, Chubb Hub is favored pretty heavily in this one, 107 points to Somebody called the Dactors, 90 points. Obviously still rebuilding for somebody called the Dactor. Um, What excites me, we'll start with Chubb Hub on here. What excites me is mm, I'll go with Nick Chubb going up against the Atlanta Falcons, the namesake of the team. I think he's a great, great, great option out there against the Atlanta Falcons, against the Dirty Birds, I think. Nick Chubb outperforms at 16.4 points. I think he gets a little bit closer to his average that he has on the year, 21.6. Halfback two on the year. What makes me nervous? There's kind of a few things on here, Nate the Great, that make me nervous. Um, Jeff Wilson against the Rams, I'm not really liking. Zay Jones now was hurt today, apparently. I like Zay Jones. You know my feelings on Zay Jones. Had a big, big week for you last week. Still makes me a little nervous for this. Didn't practice due to an ankle injury. Tyler Conklin plugged in play. I already kind of talked about, hey, 
Uh, Joe Flacco's out. Zach Wilson's back in. But where I'm going to land on is Noah Brown. You know, Noah Brown looked good on Monday Night Football, getting 10 points. Looked even better the week before that, getting 20. Seems to have a pretty solid connection there with Cooper Rush. Wide receiver 25 on the year. (sighs) I just, I don't know. I want to see it again. I guess I'll say, Nate, until I see it again, I'm going to be a little bit of a doubter of him. So, End of the day, they're only average. They're only projecting 7.6. He might be able to go over that, but it makes me a little bit nervous having Noah Brown in the flex. Harv, um, uh, let's just talk. I mean, your your running back room, unfortunately, it is in dire straits. It's a mess. You only got, well, I guess you got four on, four on the squad. Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad White, so you have to roll out there. Um, last week, only getting you 0.6 points. That's tough. It's tough to win games with that. I'm going to just rope that up in terms of what makes me nervous is both of those squads um, or both those halfbacks have to hold it down. I hope Rashad White um, maybe, you know, starts getting a little bit involved and be a little bit more of a dynamic weapon there for Tampa Bay. Haven't seen it yet. What I think I'd be excited about if I were you is give me, um, you know, give me Christian Kirk. Well, I actually take that back. Give me Drake London going up against the Cleveland Browns. Drake London has started out great for a rookie, rookie, a rookie, a rookie wide receiver. Position rank 14, averaging 17 point points. I think he keeps it going. He's had a touchdown each of the last two weeks. I think he keeps that pay dirt party rolling. Gets a touchdown there against Cleveland at home. Go ahead, roll Drake London with confidence. Um, looking at this, so we got Chubb Hub, somebody called the Dactor. Oh man, those halfbacks make it tough to cover up any kind of spread. I will say this. I had a few things that made me nervous on Nate Daddy Squad. I do think Nate Daddy advances to be one and three on the season. Somebody call the Dactor. If there's any such thing as moral victories, maybe you'll have one here by covering the spread. Now let's move on to a we went from two oh and three teams to two. 3-0 and o teams. We're talking about the defending champ, Malk Daddy's Revenge Tour, going up against, you know what, I would think it's somewhat surprising for, 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 for the league, but nonetheless, his team, it's been rocking, it's been rolling. I'm talking about none other than Chadillac CT's Jerry's Kid sitting at 3-0. and o. Um, He's got Joe Burrow in flight right now. He's got Jalen Waddle going right now. So, you know, his eyes are glued to Thursday night football. He's actually down in Viva Las Vegas, probably watching it at a sports book, just getting all sorts of kind of crazy, cheering on his boys, just waiting for something exciting to happen. He had to have liked that Joe Burrow touchdown pass he threw out there. Um, on the flip side, Malk Daddy has nobody going. Projections here. We have the Revenge Tour, 147, projected to be 129 against Jerry's Kids. So Malk Daddy is the favorite here. Going through these lineups, I think something I like, something I don't like. I do like Cortland Sutton going up against Las Vegas Raiders. I must be in on the Broncos this, this, this week, which is kind of a scary proposition because if you've seen – Anything about um, anything at all about the Broncos this year? Their offense has been less than stellar. Um, Russell Willie Wilson, Mister Unlimited, has looked very much so limited. I think maybe they work, and I think Nathaniel Hackett might be might be one of the worst 
that's kind of tough to say after three games. He just looked like garbage. Just made some just really questionable, just time management type things. Got to question anything else the guy's doing with what he's been doing, with just a time management type standpoint. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw it out there. I think that's they start shaking out some cobwebs and they start looking a little bit more like the dynamic offense people thought they were getting out of the Broncos this year. He goes good for you. What makes me nervous, I'm going to have to say Waddle, um, mainly just because now we got a new quarterback in the game here with Teddy Two Gloves. I do think Jalen Waddle, I mean, he last year had profiled to be, you know, kind of a PPR guy that was playing just some possession ball, running a little shallower, shallower routes despite his dynamic nature of an athlete and being able to blow things wide. It was really a PPR monster. Um so maybe the Teddy Two Gloves, maybe that pairs well. Thus far in this game, it hasn't paired well, and this just makes me nervous. Uh, obviously, that's a little high in sight, 2020, but it makes me nervous on that. Another thing that makes me nervous, guy right in name like Dalvin Cook on the bench, but you know what? I understand why he hasn't been that terrific yet. you got some pretty solid options up front ahead of him. Who that always got to give you the heebie-jeebies, though, seeing somebody like that sitting on the bench. Or who knows? Maybe it makes you smile because you got some solid depth that you can decide and make these tough decisions. On the flip side here, we got Malk Daddy Squad. What would make me excited? I mean, hell, I'm just going to have to say, I mean, that Raven stack there, the one that did me in last week, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews in a game that's the Buffalo Bills. I mean, what's the over-under on this Ravens? Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills game we here have here. Bear with me here. We'll open up a little odd shark. I just need to see what we got going here for an over-under. Scrolling through here. Bills, Ravens, a 51-point over-under. I have heard maybe the weather is potentially going to be an issue there. Things going up the East Coast from the hurricane that hit Tampa um buccaneers are able to still play their sunday night football as scheduled against the chiefs gotta like that gotta like that you're going down this week nate daddy you're going down um so i'd say that you know you're stacked in a team that's going to be able to push the ball push their defense that's been pretty horrendous i think lamar and mark andrews that have to be big 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 for you um what makes me nervous then oh rolling out cleo herbert i guess is what would make me nervous um Hell of a week last week going up against the Giants. So you definitely should be able to run on and run against. I mean, last week it was eight yards pop, 157 yards, uh, two tutties against the Houston Texans. Just don't know if you get that same repeat this week. Makes me nervous. I think there's a chance that he underperforms at 14.8 against the New York football Giants. With that said, coming here, looking at the spread, um, who am I going to pick for the spread here? Um, you know what? I think that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Jerry's Kids covers this spread. Don't think I'm going to give the outright win to Jerry's Kids just because of how much that Raven stack has been humming for the Revenge Tour. Go ahead. This game's going to be a little bit closer than the 19 points, 18 points that they currently got projected as Mouth Daddy being a favorite. I think maybe some of that gets turned around here in the second half of this Thursday night football game. Now moving on to the Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, the old Tomcats. At one and two, going up against the one and two Dirty Fan Super Punters. Um, this is a game sitting at one and two. You feel a hell of a lot better being two and two at the end of this week than you do being one and three. So, you know, both these owners want to win in a bad, bad way. 
and boy, do the projections really show that. We have the Dirty Van Super Punters sat at a 130-point favorite going up against the Tomcats' projected total of 126 points. Uh, Tommy B., let's go ahead and start with you. It makes me nervous. Um, I'll go ahead and say what makes me nervous on this is going to be... I'm going to go give me Rodgers. Rodgers has me a little bit nervous. Uh, Patriots, you know, they're kind of garbage. Maybe no Mac Jones, but I think Bill Belichick maybe has that defense going that can, you know, lock down. You don't really have a premier wide receiver. Dobbs looked like a premier wide receiver against the freaking Buccaneers secondary. That kind of killed me. And I know you have Dobbs. Dobbs sitting there still on your bench. You haven't decided to promote him and roll with him yet into your starting starting lineup. Um I think Rodgers makes me nervous about having a big week at 22. I think maybe he has a disappointing week and is more in the teens. Who I would be excited about for you, Derrick Henry. It seems like whenever he's going up against his AFC South foe, going up against Indianapolis Colts, he usually goes off in a big, big, big way. So go ahead. I think King Henry wears the crown yet again this week. Let me wet this whistle here. Flip side for you, Nick. Um, what I like, I like myself a little. Give me, you know, I'm going to, I rode Nick Chubb. I'm going to ride. Well, actually, I got to go with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's just, you know, I just talked about that for the stack on Mount Daddy's Revenge Tour teams. Josh Allen's been nothing, just short, spectacular. Um, crazy to think he's quarterback two on the year. Lamar Jackson must be quarterback one. He's gotten you 40 points, 40 points, 35 points so far in this year. That's just got to make you grin year to year. I mean, that is a huge weekly advantage when your quarterback's throwing up 20-plus more points than the other team's quarterback. Um, give me Josh Allen's what I like. What makes me nervous um, on this squad, I know you went out, put some draft equity in this guy. You wanted to get him. You went out and got yourself a little Curtis Samuel. Uh, you know, you did fine last week, 13 points on 10 targets, seven catches for 48 Going up against Dallas, Dallas's defense is for real. I will say that. I think Dallas's defense is legit. I think that gives Carson Wentz some fits, and because of that, I think Curtis Samuel underperforms. This maybe leads to scratching your head a little bit. Now, this game is tight, tight, tight as can be. A lot of it to me comes down. I think Amon Ross and Brown, he's maybe a little dinged up. Justin Jefferson going up against the Saints. I don't necessarily love that matchup for him. Um, I guess because of all of that, I'm going to go go ahead and roll with the Smelly Cats, the Tomcats. They're going to go ahead, get the W, and they're going to move to two and two on the season. Let's go down the line here with Country Roads, Take Mahomes, going up against Show Me Where You Shit From. So Ben Nielsen squad sitting at two and one. Country Roads, Take Mahomes, projected to be a, another tight matchup here. Six-point favorite over Jakob Myers. Show me where you shit from, who is sitting at one and two. So, you know, Jacob wants this in a bad, bad way. Um, ben obviously wants it also in a bad way, but he'll be fine if he ends up taking an L. We'll start with your team, Jake. What I'm excited about, I think, Sunday night football. Call me a homer. Tom Brady. Sounds like Julio's been practicing. Chris Godwin's practicing. I think there's a chance he has a complement of weapons. Going in the home crowd after a devastating, you know, hurricane just went through the area. 
I think Tom's going to rip roar through that Chiefs defense, and he's going to have him. I mean, he's had a down down year thus far. Um, Mike Evans obviously will be back off suspension. No way in hell he stays stuck in the teens. He's going for 20, maybe a 30-burger is what Tommy Brady's going to do. Um, on the flip side, what makes me nervous, um, I'm going to go and say, you know, I'm going to stick just because it's a bit of the unknown. Don't really know what's going on. Give me Garrett Wilson, who looks to be a sensational rook and a sensational talent moving forward. Joe Flacco, who's who's he performed for? You always got to wonder, switch quarterback, how is that going to impact your players? What kind of impact that's going to make because of that? That makes me a little nervous this week. Um, flip side for you, Ben, I think that DK Metcalf against Detroit Lions. You know, Tyler Lockett has actually been outperforming them, position ranked 42. I think old DK Metcalf, he ends up having another solid week. Last week he got in the end zone. I think maybe he goes ahead and gives you 20-plus points this week against the Detroit Lions. Um, flip side, what makes me nervous here, Um, I'm going to go with – Marquise Hollywood Brown had a big, big, big week last week. 14 catches, 140 yards. Um, I think he comes back down to earth a little bit more on the road against Carolina. I'm assuming the weather there might be a little spotty, a little shaky. Might not be great for the air game. Um, I think Marquise Brown will underperform this week. Man, bringing down this game. This game is a tough game because I like the wide receivers or excuse me the running backs that country roads take me homes is rolling out more with say quads barkley and aaron jones versus say austin eckler and melvin gordon go ahead give me the favorite country roads take Mahomes, singing his way and having Mahomes take them to a w the only w Mahomes is going to lead any team to this week no doubt about it no doubt about it and finally we're going to wrap this thing up with none other than Said you come from me alone, the sinners like me. Gotta sneak that drop in there when I can. Sinners like me, um, 3-0 on the year, going up against Ha Hungry and Ha Ha Harris. Um, dance squad already off to a nice night with 14 points. Our out Joe Mixon, he hit pay dirt on the opening drive here. And then Tyreek the free kill at 11 points already. Um Teddy Two Gloves in there. Let's he's out there again. They've just kicked off in the second half. We'll start there. That makes me nervous for you. Oh, he's just airing one out right now. Oh, Teddy just aired out an interception. So I'll go ahead. Uh, incomplete interception, but it wasn't a good ball. I'll go ahead and say that makes me nervous if Teddy Two Gloves can get the ball to Tyreek the free kill. He is a freak, so it doesn't surprise me if he gets the ball in open field. He'll be able to make some stuff happen. Um, what makes me nervous? Uh, go ahead and give me James Robinson up against that tough, tough, tough Philadelphia Eagles defense. I will say I'm impressed, amazed about what James Robinson has been able to do on torn Achilles. I'm pretty sure I'm quoted in the year on a text thread saying James Robinson ain't going to do shit this year with the Achilles. Right now, he's making me eat some crow. Position rank three on the year, 18.8 points. Pretty impressive what that guy has been able to do with torn Achilles. With that said, I don't think he keeps the party going against the fly, Eagle Fly, Eagles defense this week. Um, flip side of this, Quinners, what makes me nervous for you? I just don't believe in 
Devin Singletary. I just just don't. I know he's been good when they've needed to use him and put him in there. The other games they've been destroying. Nine catches, 78 yards last week for Tutty, 24 points. Boy, I'm just really hoping at some point those uh, those catches start going to the guy's way that you traded me and James Cook. I'll go ahead and say he makes me nervous, although against probably a great matchup there against Baltimore. Uh, what do I like? What do I think is going to be good? If I think that the Denver Broncos are going to get going, if they're going to get it humming a little bit, then I think the Raiders are going to have to respond with some firepower. I will say I like Devontae Adams, who's been a little bit quieter. Um, has still has had touchdown every week, but has been a little bit quieter these last two weeks compared to week one. I think he comes out and gives you more of a week one showing performance or outing. With that said, we got centers like me projected to be 152 point favorite to hot, hungry, and ha ha. Harris's 108 points. Um, boy, that would be a big, big blowout. But you know what? I'm going to go with the big, big, heavy favorite, 3 0. He covers that, moves on to 4 0, and leaves hot, hungry, and ha ha Harris not laughing about nothing. Falling down to one and three with that. I mean, this is record time. See, it's not it's not me that holds things up. It's always the co-host that really just makes these things last forever. With that, typically I'd give Thursday night football picks. Um, just in case you're curious for the listeners at home, I did put my parlay on the Bengals to cover minus four and then to go over the, I believe it was 49, 49 and a half points I got locked in prior to kickoff. Those were the bets that I had wagered and placed on that. But let's bring you guys a different game. You know what? Why not? Let's bring you guys Sunday night football. Bucks versus the Chiefs. Um, the spread is in, it says it's NA right now. I don't know if maybe they're waiting to see um, since it's been relocated to Tampa, who's in, who's out. Or maybe this is simply just a, it looks like it's a minus 110 on both sides. They're just saying this is a pick em game. Flip of the coin with that 84% of the money is rolling on the Chiefs and 72% is rolling on the over. Oh, boys, 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 45 and a half full complement of weapons. You know what? Buccaneers defense has been light out. I'm going to go fade the public card on this one. Give me the under. Devin White and them boys, they are going to bottle up that Chiefs. There's no Tyreek free kill. He's usually one that gives us fits. We're going to bottle up that D. And then Tom Brady, he's going to get her coming. He's going to get us back into the win column. He's going to have things to prove this Sunday night. He's going to get the W. So give me the bucks. Give me the under here. Lock that in. That's a guaranteed parlay. Smasheroni. Go ahead and make some money. I mean, with that. This might be a record for the 2022 season of how quickly we've been able to record a podcast. I'm wrapping this thing up. T. Higgins, another catch, another 10 yards. Gotta love to see it. I'm going to go sit my happy ass on the couch and cheer this man on. With that, cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league.
Cause every time I see the light, you tell me 